Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Thrive Fantasy is a new DFS app for prop bets, and if you know anything about me, you know that I love a good prop bet. They have streamlined the drafting process and eliminated the need to do hours of research by using only top-tier athletes. Instead of the traditional salary cap DFS format, you just build your lineup around a list of prop bets. For each contest, you choose 10 prop bets, plus two extra picks that protect you from any late scratches or postponed games. Each unique prop has an over and an under point value assigned to it, and you will be rewarded that point value if the prop grades out as correct. The person with the most points wins. Peer-to-peer betting, prop betting, can't beat it. TakeCast listeners can get a free $10 credit with their first deposit of $10 or more when they enter the promo code MATIC on sign-up. It's available in the App Store or at ThriveFantasy.com. That's promo code MATIC for a $10 credit. Hello, everyone. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the TakeCast. My name is Davis Matic. You can find me on Twitter at Davis Matic. In this episode of the show, I brought on the CEO of our sponsor, Thrive Fantasy, uh, Adam Weinstein, to talk a little bit about his career in sports business. He actually worked for the New York Yankees before he started Thrive Fantasy, talked a little bit about his career in DFS before starting Thrive, the sports betting legalization landscape, and thinking in terms of of probabilities, some things that I think you guys will really like to hear. Of course, if you like the show, you can always leave a rating and review on iTunes. That's very helpful. You can subscribe to the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash takecast. And we are presented by dailyrodo.com. You can get 10% off the best projections and tools in the industry using the promo code Rory and the Roto Experts NFL 365 package, led by yours truly, and you can get 10% off that using the promo code MATIC. Hello, everyone. Would like to welcome in Adam Weinstein to the show. He is the CEO and founder of Thrive Fantasy, and he uh, has helped sponsor the TakeCast over the last few weeks, started a business partnership with them. Adam, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, for sharing some of your time with us. Uh, before we get into the heart of what we really want to talk about, I really like for the listeners to get a sense of how the person being interviewed ended up in their position. So, so Adam, what has your journey through the world of sports business been like? Yeah, absolutely. So I've been in sports my whole career. I actually went to UMass Amherst, uh, graduated with a, a sport management degree, uh, and most recently, before founding Thrive, uh, I was in sales uh, for two professional sports teams, uh, the New York Yankees, uh, for three and a half years uh, in sales. So, love sports, been around it my whole life, and then obviously I, I left there to uh, found this new DFS app. Very, uh, very, very cool stuff. I actually, uh, one of my, one of my favorite writers actually went to the University of Massachusetts Amherst, David Foster Wallace. I, I imagine your times probably did not line up, but I did think it was cool that you went to Amherst. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, uh, it's actually well known for their sport management program. Uh, it's in their business school, and we're we're in the frozen four tomorrow, so we're not really known for our sports, uh, but uh, our claim to fame is definitely our hockey program. 
Yeah. So you actually worked for the New York Yankees, and in a, a few episodes ago here on the podcast, we had the president of the uh, Houston Astros High A affiliate, the Fayetteville Woodpeckers, on the podcast and talked quite a bit about the business of baseball. What was your experience like working for the Yankees? Sure, beautiful. I actually, uh, prior to working at the Yankees, when I was still in college my junior year, I had an internship uh, with the Staten Island Yankees, which is their, their single-A affiliate as well. So very different business models when it comes to minor league and then obviously uh, the majors. But uh, just the business is fun, man. It, it's just massive grind. It's obviously uh, 81 home games. You, you get in the office at 8 or 8.30 in the morning, and then you're there till the 6th, 7th inning every night during the summer. So definitely a, a battle, a struggle. But at the end of the day, you're you're working for baseball. You're working in baseball. So there are a lot worse uh, jobs and, and careers that you can land in. So, uh, again, it's fun. I, I pretty much came. I saw I conquered with what I wanted to do uh, in the sports sector, and uh, I always had this entrepreneurial itch, so I thought uh, now is the time. What was, your, uh, what was your specific role inside of the Yankees office? Yeah, so I started inside sales, so really had the, the, the lower-end season ticket holders, the nine gamers, the 12 gamers. I was there for about eight months, became an account executive, so I had the 20 game holders, the half season, and then uh, within a year or so, I became uh, one of their top premium sales reps. So the seats right behind the dugout, the legend seats, the, the guys who were spending hundreds of thousands, uh, those were my clients. So made my way up pretty quickly, uh, pretty uh, fast, and uh, yeah, I was pretty much just selling season tickets, luxury suites, boxes, all that good stuff. What uh, what would you say like the average Yankees fan guy is like? Like how is it how is it sort of segmented out in New York? Like who's a Yankees fan and who is a Mets fan? I've always wondered that for like from the outside looking in. Sure, yeah. So obviously New York City's broken up in five boroughs. Uh, you can say the Bronx is a hundred percent Yankees. Queens is a hundred percent Mets. Brooklyn has a little scattering. Manhattan's mostly. Um, Yankees and then Staten Island is mostly Yankees as well with a little Mets. So clearly the Yankees fan base is much bigger uh, than the Mets. But uh, yeah, it, it's uh, there's no rhyme or reason to where where you are in terms of the fan base that you have. But definitely Bronx is all Yankees and Queens is all Mets. So eventually you did leave the Yankees to to start your own business, which is something that I think is, I think I just think the idea of starting your own business is pretty interesting because it really ties into uh, risk-taking and risk management, which is something that I think uh, a lot of people who listen to this podcast are pretty interested in. But what, what really prompted you to make that move to leave the Yankees to start your own business? Yeah, absolutely. So, oh thousand percent it has to do with risk aversion and knowing that uh you're going into an opportunity or or a situation that uh specifically with a startup that most of them fail so you just have to know that in the back of your mind um and and still want to take that leap but for me uh, again as i alluded to earlier i I was there for about three years i really left when i was 26 27 to, to found thrive um i don't have a family or wife or, or kids so i'm i don't really need to uh provide for anyone so now is the time i, I believed and and again i thought that the basis behind thrive the concept behind uh daily fantasy for prop bets had a lot of legs so if, if you, on a macro level really i i didn't want to look back on my life when i'm 78 years old and have this regret that i i think that this opportunity was there and i never took advantage of it so 
I, I took the jump. I, I quit, and then a, a month later, uh, November of 2016, uh, I founded Thrive. So it, it was something that I, I really struggled with for a while in terms of should I do it, should I not. But I thought that the the risk um, and, and the reward were, were too great not to to give it a chance. So were you playing daily fantasy while you were in the like while you were working in sales for the Yankees? Like, were you already aware of the space? Yeah, hundred percent. I was one of the first early adopters uh, on Santo and DraftKings, and uh, as I said, I, I'm huge into sports. My whole career is around sports, so I knew every player on every team. I was like, "This is going to be awesome. I'm going to win tens of thousands of dollars playing against these guys." And lo and behold, I got my ass kicked when I spent five, ten grand on these sites. So I was like, "There has to be a better way. Uh, these algorithms are just absolutely killing me." Uh, I wanted to make something much easier for the casual fan, more of a pick-up-and-play type of mentality, which Thrive uh, 100% is. Yeah, definitely. Like I've I've sat through, I've sat around and played with the app, and I I love betting player props anyway. So, it was that something you had experience with? Like, did you have accounts at sports books? Like, had you had you bet games and props before the starting of Thrive? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, so when I was like even 15, 16 years old, I was playing poker under my brother's account and, and, and gambling and doing prop bets. So I always loved prop bets. I think they're actually the future of sports betting. It's just a completely different sweat, different experience. And it, it's really fun. Like if we have a LeBron James over 25 points tonight, you don't care that he gets 12 assists or 10 rebounds. Every time he has the ball, you just want him to shoot it. Right. So really interesting in that, in that opportunity there, but yeah, I've been prop betting. I don't, bet anymore uh, that would definitely be a, a breach of of the terms of for operating a dfs site but uh yeah i i think that having that background definitely uh pushed me towards or towards creating thrive yeah, I think a, a big idea that a lot of people who are starting new businesses in the daily fantasy space, it, it really comes down to how do we level the playing field? How do we make this enjoyable for someone who likes to watch sports, who likes to engage with it, but doesn't want to spend eight hours a day, you know, working on spreadsheets, grinding, like like less of a grind and more of uh, a game of entertainment. And I know that's something that uh, some of the other uh, salary cap sites have sort of talked about, but just by the nature of salary cap games I I don't know if they'll ever be able to create um, uh, an easily adoptable format for people to just pick up and play exactly and even if you're going against the big guys and they take away 80% of the player pool what have you these guys have these algorithms that are just so optimal and they're spending again as you alluded to six, seven, eight hours waking up at five, six, seven in the morning and always adjusting their spreadsheet. For me, that's just not fun. Uh, I don't want to have to do that. And moreover, I don't want to research every player on every team. I don't care if the backup catcher for the Mets has uh, a nice opportunity against this pitcher. Like, I want to know who I'm putting in my lineup, the 20 top guys for the night, for the slate. And these are the all-stars that, that the, again, A, the casual fan knows, and B, they want to engage with. So, that's what we've done. We give you a list of 20 prop bets. You pick 10 out of 20 and you go up against other users. So you don't have to know every player and you don't have to research for hours. So for users who have not played on Thrive yet, how does like how does the scoring work? How are the contests segmented? Sure. Yeah, so you pick 10 out of 20 singular binary propositions. So Tom Brady over under 300 passing yards or Kevin Durant over 24 and a half points plus assists or... Mike Trout, one and a half total hits plus runs plus RBI. So give you a list of 20 of those. You pick 10 out of 20. 
uh, the less probable a prop is to occur, the more points you get. So that where lies the game theory. So you can get seven out of 10, right? I can get eight out of 10, right? And you can still theoretically beat me uh, if you pick more underdogs. So really a lot of fun. We've seen winners who have created their lineup in less than 10 minutes. So that would never, ever happen on, on the salary cap format. No, I mean, it, it would it would honestly be sort of uh, impossible. Have you guys thought about creating uh, like cross sport props, like having uh, NBA and uh, NBA baseball, NFL like stuff all going in together and assigning them a point scale? Yeah, we, we have definitely thought about that. The only thing we're a little hesitant about that is let's say your primary and, and sole focus is NBA. You might be a little hesitant to go into a contest where you're not as sure uh, when it comes to the other sports, but we're, we're a year down the line. So anything is definitely possible. What's really nice is uh, we're actually integrating uh, PGA MMA and esports uh, in the next three to four months. So definitely take a look out for that. It's going to be awesome for MMA. Like we can make prop over unders for that certain fighters fighting style. So if he's a grappler, we can do over under takedowns or if he's a, a striker over under strike. So that's really new, really innovative, something that's never been seen before in DFS. Um, for PGA, we can do Rory over under birdies or Tiger over under pars. So what's awesome is let's say you have over for Tiger pars and he has a birdie put, like you want him to miss it. Even though he's in your lineup, you still want him to miss it. So a cool different sweat experience, uh, as I mentioned. And uh, yeah, the sky's the limit when it comes to profits. Yeah, I, I think I think that the concept of creating different constraints for different players in the pool is like I just think overall that's pretty fascinating to me because that's not something that's possible at all in the salary cap format. Just speaking from like uh, I guess, and this is maybe the perspective that you're trying to avoid, because I'm thinking it in my head like, oh, uh, you know, a format that has baseball and basketball and golf with different props, like that's something that would appeal to me as a guy who, I'm, you know, I'm pretty in the weeds with all those sports. So I guess maybe your thinking is probably correct that that starting to add too many variables would make the games a little bit too complex. Yeah, and and again, we're we're still trying to optimize our best contest and strategy. Right now, it's pick ten out of twenty, but we might down the road have in-game prop contests or pick five out of ten as like a turbo or or, or speed contest. So, by by all by all means, we're not in love and, and married to just pick ten out of twenty in a certain sport. We will iterate, we will change, we will try to make uh, any and every type of contest. But for now, we're we're pretty. Uh, firm on what we're looking to to give to our user base. Yeah, I think I think that makes uh, you know I think that makes a lot of sense. Another thing that I wanted to talk to you about is how you sort of quantified the risk in leaving a, a paid salary job to the upside of starting your own company because you know a lot of what we talk about on this podcast is really thinking in terms of probability. So when you when you made that decision, what were sort of the projections in your head of like best case scenario, worst case scenario? Yeah, look, so you have to have some sort of craziness and weirdness to leave a salary cap or a salary-based job for a true startup that you're doing by yourself. I'm the sole founder. But uh, in terms of optimal, obviously, I wanted to become uh, a household name, the go-to place for profits. And that seems to be something that is attainable. It's going to take a long time. It's going to take money. It's going to take support. But I still think that that's uh, an opportunity that's there Uh, in terms of worst case. And I tell this to potential investors or potential uh, people who are asking, hey, if I fall on my ass in in three to four years, I'll be 
31, 32 years old, I'll always be able to get a sales job. Sales are never going away. So if I didn't take this leap now, then uh, again, I would, I would regret it for the rest of my life. But it's not like this is going to be something that uh, if I do fail at, um, I, I won't be able to recover from. Yeah, and, and I think that's a good point. I, I've seen some people talk about this on Twitter over the last couple of weeks, but just in general, people tend to be pretty conservative in their job choices, the choices uh, that they make in terms of like how they spend their money. And I think a lot of people have a hard time realizing that, that their time really does equal money. And I think a lot of people uh, do not price their time appropriately. Yeah, well, if time was money, uh, I'd be... and and. I would have a different thought process on what I'm doing. I'm really putting in the time right now with no money uh, coming my way. Um, but I, I think that again, what we're building here, what we're what we've created, will uh, pay tenfold or, or twentyfold down the road. So as long as you put your time in, as long as you're passionate and happy with what you're doing, even though it is a grind, it is a struggle, specifically uh, at the beginning of any stage of startup. Uh, if you have um, a lot of confidence. You build a nice team and a little support system around you. Then uh, there's no reason not to go for it. Yeah, I, I think I can definitely agree with that. So, when you were starting Thrive, did you have an idea of the impending change in the unlawful Internet Gambling Enforcement Act, or did you think that your your platform was going to be like the primary prop betting platform? Sure. Yeah. So what's really nice is I. I've always had my ear to the ground when it came to sports gambling, sports regulation. Again, uh, I was a poker player, so I know about Black Friday. I know that uh, those things uh, are something that can happen. But uh, what's really nice is I did believe that sports betting would be legal in, in five to ten years when I created Thrive. What's nice is we launched for opening day of baseball in April of 2018, so last year, and then a month later, PASPA gets overturned. So in no belief did I think that a month after uh, sports betting would become legal, but uh, we're in a really prime position to take advantage. So I guess uh, a lot of people, a lot of founders say you need to get really lucky at least three to five times uh, for you to be successful. I think that was one of our first breaks. Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely true for any for any company to truly succeed. And I, and I think that sports betting legalization, it has to just be a clear plus for you because it, it, it's like it's almost like it's doing the marketing for you just by becoming legal. Like there are tons of people out there who are going to hear about player prop betting for the first time. And maybe they won't have, you know, a bookmaker or whatever that they trust. But obviously the, the Thrive app, I mean, it, it's it's a super trustworthy platform. I appreciate that. Yeah, and, and 1 million percent back even before PASPA was overturned. I know ESPN, all these all these major sites and major uh, operations would just not talk about gambling, betting, prop bets, because it was considered uh, an underground or gray area. But now even on SportsCenter or uh, NBA right before, uh, like NBA Countdown, you see Paul Pierce talk about over-unders with, with player props. So the fact that it's coming to the forefront, you hear about it on SportsCenter five, six, seven times, it's fantastic for us, as you alluded to, free marketing. And people, prop bets are, are getting bigger every year, even uh, during the Super Bowl. There's hundreds of millions of dollars specifically bet on, on prop bets solely. So uh, we're, we're here for the long haul, and uh, our props are a ton of fun. And everybody listening, absolutely come check us out. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, tell people uh, tell people a little bit more, maybe about uh, some bonuses they could get on some app and some reasons why why they should be why they should be playing on Thrive, even if they already are playing on DraftKings or FanDuel. How it can kind of add some more enjoy- enjoyment to their uh, to their sports watching experience. Yeah, sure. So that was definitely a loaded question, but uh, I'll break it down first and foremost. Uh, the biggest reason that people are leaving FanDuel and DraftKings is that about 2% of users win over 80% of the money. So if you're not one of the 2% and you still want to engage, you still want to try out new DFS, come check us out. We are by no means where having where all the sharks are eating all, all the players' money. So you'll have a much better chance at consisting, consistently competing at a high level. Um, and it's a lot of fun. It's just, again, a different experience. So if you like prop bets, if you like going up against other users, um, come, come try us out. Uh, in terms of the bonus, uh, we do have promo codes. If you use Matic, M-A-T-T-E-K, you'll get a free $5 uh, put into your account automatically. So you don't have to deposit, uh, deposit in order to, to check us out. And then finally, it, it's fun. So uh, there's no reason if, if you're getting free money, uh, there's no reason not to uh, give us a go. Yeah, uh, I definitely agree. Adam, thank you so much for the time. I love it. I appreciate it, Davis.